Brewers Hardware specializes in stainless steel parts for your home brewery. From conicals to triclovers, you can find it at brewershardware.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. The show? The show? Yeah. The show? Ah, yes. We got a full studio tonight. Yes, we have guests and guests and guests. We got the Tasticles. We got the Jipper. Hi. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Uh... I'd say speak into the microphone, but it's more like Porno, Porno Steve turn on his microphone. It's not me. That's not you? Uh, Why is it nope. you? Hello? Uh, Hello? Hello? There you go. Hello? Oh, God. See, see uh, I got my, my dear friend Matt and uh, his dear friend, my, my soon-to-be dear friend Mark, uh, here in the studio. And um, this is what I meant when we are very professional what we do. <laughs> my microphone does not work. No, the microphone does not work. Try plugging in. I think we're all, yeah. Right, try plugging Unless the microphone in. It could be broken, is what I've heard Porno Steve say. I don't think the little rubber bandy things are, are affecting the sound. Hello. Levels up. I don't know what to tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, we do this for a living. We're professionals! What I would suggest is perhaps switching seats with Mark. And then yeah. uh, doing it from there. Sorry, Mark. You could just do my job and I'll go home. <laughs> nice, nice drive. Mm. It was worth the effort. Almost worked. Yeah, you're the only Hello. one that's actually doing a job, so. <laughs> can, we, can you hear me now? I don't think you hear me no. now? Yes! Oh, look who forgot to turn his microphone on. I don't sit in this chair. Poor Mark gets the wonky chair. We have the broken microphone in front of the wonky chair. But he gets to sit next to me. And people pay for this show. <laughs> he's he's going to have to re. He's going to have to. Uh, Take your place. He's going to have to grab my knee and all that stuff during the show. I had to put my pants on real fast before coming over here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's a good step. Well, and as you mentioned, people pay for the show, <laughs> including our fine new sponsor, BrewersHardware.com. Brad at Brewers Hardware. Brad at Brewers Hardware. Working well, hard. Brad is a home brewer making gear for home brewers. That's the cool thing about Brewers Hardware. It's not, uh, you know, somebody uh, just uh, in their ivory tower, uh, some company that's, uh, you know, bought another company to take advantage of the homebrew market. These are homebrewers working for homebrewers doing homebrew stuff. Uh, they got great stainless steel parts for your, your brew system, your conical. They got they got it all. They've got, uh, you know, everything from uh, threaded tri-clover and other sanitary fittings, valves, and pumps. You go anywhere. They got brew stands from uh, five gallons all the way up to ten barrels. Ten barrels. Ten barrels. Not a typo, huh? No, not a typo. Oh, yeah. That's quite a stand there. They're, they're doing it. And I'm sure you're saying to yourself, uh, you know, hey, I don't need all that fancy gear. Yeah, but I'd check them out anyways because there's always something they got that could uh, enhance your brewing experience. Yeah. Making innovating your brew day. <laughs> innovating <laughs> your brew day. Making your brew day better. They got <laughs> they got it all. Brewers hardware, they're going to help upgrade your brewing experience uh, like no other could. Uh, so upgrade your brew day, go to brewershardware.com. 
brewershardware.com mm-hmm. and uh, check out their amazing selection of stainless gear designed and built by homebrewers for homebrewers over at brewershardware.com. Tell them Jamel sent you. Uh, good folks over there. Yeah. And uh, thank you to uh, Brian of brewershardware.com for a uh, sponsor. Brad. Same Brad, thing. Brian. There's too many Bs. Yeah, uh, yeah. He should, change, he should change his name to Keith or Kevin or Al. I'll just call everybody John. I got a lot of Johns. <laughs> Please do. I, I, I could, uh, I could just use a few more. Um, but thank you, thank you for sponsoring the show. That means uh, we'll be on the air a little bit longer. So you should show them, uh, show them some love. Is there an email people could send Brad uh, an email at brewershardware.com? Yeah, Brad at BrewersHardware.com. There you go. And tell yeah. him tell him thank you for sponsoring yeah. the show. Yeah, I hope he's okay with me giving out his, his email. I'm sure he will be. I'm sure he is. <laughs> well, and it's like, people are like, oh, what's your email? Can you not guess what my email would be? <laughs> <laughs> my name, HereticBrewer.com. No. Or, you know, well, my name, Could have been Heretic Beer or, you know, I am a heretic or BeAHeretic.com. Who knows what you do? That's right. You know that's that's how I roll. I'll tell you one thing you do. You make great Hellas. Why, thank great. you. great. Thank you. You got my keg? Did you bring my keg? <clears throat> oh, I forgot your fucker. Well, you got the hop grenades keg. Uh, that's all that matters. There's a 50 liter keg here. Yeah. That you. you I'll you're, take you're, it. You're free to uh, sup on, uh, suckle on. Right. I did not bring you. I, I was going to bring uh, JPA a sixth barrel keg. Yeah, I was going to drink that keg. If you had sent me a reminder, I I forgot. totally blame it on you. I forgot until Bev was like, "There's a really good Hellas in there that's actually pretty good." Yeah, I, totally I don't forgot sound too. like that. Sure, you do. Sound like you're in transition. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Transgender. Hello. Oh, that's rude. I know. Have what you I, had the Hellas? Rude. No, I have not had the Hellas. Oh, there's might be a, a like. I'm drinking the. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a little uh, backwash we'll in there. For you. But you may not be ready, but uh, oh. what's in the other? That's, good, that's an IPA. That's IPA. You want no, I don't want that. You don't want. That. That's all for tasty. Yeah, I'm looking at it pretty hard here right now. <laughs> My glass is low, and that's full. Uh, it's an imbalance. And and Porno Steve, your your judgment on the Hellas. It's good. I'll try. Do you, do you like that style? Or you I, do, I do like that style, yes. And you're saying it's just good? Yes. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Because what my opinion guys? matters so much. I think the only problem with it is I didn't bring enough. That's true. Yeah, you could have yeah. run. That's such an easy drinker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What's the ABV on this on this puppy? Thank you. Uh, went a little high. I think it's 5.6. Five, 5.6. Six. Five, six. Yeah. A little high. It smells like it. <laughs> Just kidding. It's like nail polish. So, what was the fermentation schedule in this? Did you how long did you longer? Well, we start out. We do yeah, the, the whole we, deal. We do, the day, yeah. I'm a firm believer in the Narciss uh, fermentation. Yes, well, out, I'm a, a prophet of that stuff. Start out low. Yes. Raise it up through fermentation. So we started out uh, probably I think 47. Okay. And uh, how soon did you raise it? Oh, right away. You do it. Uh, yeah, pretty, I, I go pretty much the, the very first. I, I'll knock in, knock out at 47. I will, I will set the controller to 50, 50 yeah, okay. and let that thing just naturally rise over the first couple of days yeah. or first day or so, mm-hmm. and then just keep chasing it up a, a degree or two a day I do. Okay, fine. until, um, you know, you're, pretty you're, soon you're, 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 you're not quite 60, done 60 or so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then uh, we actually uh, lagered this for qu- quite a while. Um, Did you notice any change in the flavor profile as you lagered it, or anything? Anything else? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one of the very first things we did was a a diacetyl uh, forced diacetyl test. Perfect. 
Every logger. You got to do it. Right, you should do it on hills if you've ever had a problem. Yeah. You should make sure you do it. And so uh, we did that. And this one, man, the, the diastole was hanging around. It was the first pitch of yeast. And the first oh. pitch of, of yeast on a, on a, on a logger, even though we bought, you know, a 60 barrel pitch for a 30 barrel batch. Really? Yeah. A lot of people just, under, under buy. And oh, they, yeah. But you, no. you over. Oh. Still got a little bit, huh? Yeah. It's, it's just not enough. But uh, you know, we, clean itself up. we kept chasing it. It eventually cleaned itself up. We yeah. we you know we kept the the temp kept up. High up. Yeah. And uh, I think we got up to around sixty two or so. For our listeners, do you mind explaining what a, a forced acetal test is? Right. It's so really you, one of the important things you can do in your home brewery. Yeah, you take a uh, a sample of uh, two samples of your beer. Yeah. One of it you put in the fridge. The other one you uh, put it in a hundred and eighty degree uh, water bath uh, for uh, about thirty minutes. Yeah. And uh, you let it sit there, and then you take that, you put it in the fridge. With the original? You, okay. you chill it down, so they're both the same temperature. Right. And then you smell them side by side. You can taste them as well. Mm-hmm. And if you notice any diacetyl in one, the buttery, that fake, uh, you know, popcorn, fake <laughs> butter yeah. uh, smell, then you, you've got diacetyl precursor or diacetyl in your beer. And so you need to let it, uh, you know... Uh, condition longer, yep. raise the temperature on your ferment, and and let that work itself out. Okay, very good. Yeah, that's a great, really great test. I, yeah, I always do it. On, always do it on loggers. Right, right. And, so we we did this, and then we we got an Oktoberfest, and then we've got a Doppelbach. Oh, so you ran this yeast for more than one? Beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The t- price of yeast it cost me fifteen hundred dollars, seventeen hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah. Wow. So you got to spread it over several. Oh, yeah. Several yeah. Cakes. Even then, I've. It, it's impo- I sell this for the same thing as, yeah, as some other beer. beers. It's almost it, the free yeast you get from right, and it, it just if I was to to take you know seventeen hundred dollars and spread that out over the crust of kegs, I mean the price of this thing would be ridiculous. Yeah, so can't really do that. Is that something you just brewers have to do in general? That first, you know, do you think about the long the the long game essentially with that with with pricing? Well, I'm going to get you know two more uses out of this yeast, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't have to charge what it really right. would cost because I can spread that out over time. Absolutely, it's just kind of a cost of doing business kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it's your your cost of goods, and you know you have to figure that in, and yeah. however many pitches you can get out of that yeast. So when we do Cal Ale yeast, since that's most of the beers we do, uh, we are able to spread a Cal Ale yeast pitch, uh, you know, across. A minimum of ten, probably you know, fifteen batches. Oh wow! So instead of costing, you know, uh, in this case, you know, five five hundred dollars, you know, five hundred fifty dollars per batch of just yeast costs, it costs us more around a hundred dollars per batch to one hundred fifty dollars per batch of yeast costs. Okay. Do you make a small batch the first time? Do you step it up yourself? Do you, you, you get because you have a yeah, big fermenters? Yeah, we always. But you don't. A new pitch doesn't go in there. It goes into the smaller one. Right. We always try and do it on a 30-barrel batch of a smaller beer. Sure. And, bec- and we still buy a 60-barrel pitch. They still do? Oh, yeah, because <laughs> the yeast companies are, oh. you know, they they have great yeast. Real, real, sure, yeah. you know, Pure. active, viable. Right. But the amount of yeast that they're giving you... Even if you're talking, you know, pour, pitching three quarter mil per, per you know, uh, three quarter million uh, per mil per plato, which is a high rate, which you know, which is like a, you know, is a standard ale rate, right, you right. know, um, uh, a lot of people do one mil. Right. We're we're talking three quarter, 
there's even at three quarter you would be at uh you know around a ten twenty seven wort oh wow really that's that that's would it. be that pitch rate wow. yeah Jeez. so the problem is a lot of breweries you know you're you're making these bigger beers and you don't I don't want the first beer off a pitch to be different from the other beers on a pitch. I got you. So I need it to be consistent. Right. Because you're gonna taste that beer and adjust the recipe or right, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> if you're not tasting with you know, I get Well it. and I need to brew like twin. I need to brew it all the time yeah. and, and when when I I need every batch to turn out the same. Exactly. I can't have one like no. under attenuate and right. and be sweet and stuff and then the other one. Trying ones to adjust are, for that you can't because right. if you're not consistent in the process you can't be consistent in the recipe, and so that's why I have to I have to get the sixty barrel pitch. So they always, they always question me. They're like, "Well, what? Really? are you sure?" I'm like, "Beer turns out different if I don't get the sixty barrel pitch. I have to, you know, it's not You're a wise man. Meat. A lot of brewers I talk to would get like a, even a smaller pitch and just like right rationalize well, it. You can't try and say it. I, I think in professional brewing, just <laughs> like just like home brewing, you cannot try to save money if you're trying to save money. You're, you, you're you're not going to make great beer if that's your focus. You know, go do something else. Save money. You know, optimizing the production of you know Whatever, some other product, tennis shoes. Get the wrong product, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're 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 a gourmet producer. You're not yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You know, a, a mass produced, no. cheaply made product, and I'm going to compete on price. I'm competing on quality, exactly. and if and if I'm so worried about price. My quality is going to suffer. I need to I need to do what I need to do to make the best beer possible, and then determine what the price is based off of that, off those costs. Now, am I trying to throw away money? No, but I'm trying to I'm trying I I put my money where I think quality is derived. Yeah, in the ferment. That's right. How did we get onto this? We were going to do a whole thing your about. Uh, we, I said your hell is just great. Why? Why? Well, thank, well, thank you. I, I you get me talking. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah, we get delayed about the real issues, and we, we just delayed, talk right. about Jamil's agenda. And the show goes three hours. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. All right. Well, uh, apparently, Bevo, a uh, a lovely listener, uh, contacted Bevo, sent in a panoply of uh, fine Bach beers. Mm. She's nodding yes. I'm sorry. I'm actually looking. <laughs> I was looking up his name because I forgot up. it. <laughs> Very radio friendly. Right. I try. Uh, yeah, nodding is perfect uh, his for name radio. Is Blair. <laughs> Blair sent hey, in. Blair sent in Spears. And since we already done the box show, we thought we'd still cover it anyways. We'd still uh, go through his beers, give, yeah. him a, give him a give him a taste, yeah. free beer for us, dude. and uh, have some fun. Yeah, yeah, and he was so thoughtful to send in so many that yeah. I was like, well, we have to do this. Oh, absolutely. I think right. I think uh, it fits in with our new format, which is get drunk. We really don't know what the hell's going on. We're trying to find one, so we're right. just going to drink until it makes sense. We will yeah. drink. We'll have a Blair Buckfest. We, we will talk, and Blair. it's and today is Blair Buckmania. Blair Fest. Right. Buckmania. Mm-hmm. Blair Fest 2016. What, what year is it? Good effort. 2016. Thank you. Okay. Good. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we will be drinking Blair's Bach. Right after this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. 
The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's No Beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. And thanks to um, Gilbert. Blair. Blair. Blair Toberfest, bro. Blair. Blair Street. Blair Street. He was on Dr. Homebrew. Yes, he was. Yeah, this guy brewed some good beer. I've had it before. Big fan of Grog Tags. He, he sent his homebrew on Grog Tags. And a very kind dude cool. to send us. Uh, we've gotten, uh, and if somebody would pass the bottles back like I asked, I would have all Porno the bottles Steve. in front of me. Porno, Porno Steve. Over there. <clears throat> Not like you can read. <laughs> but pictures. Right. He likes the pictures. I have good heart. He, <laughs> he sent us a ton of uh, examples of Bach. We got the Eyinger Celebrator. We've got the uh, Martin House Brewing Company Box Slider Toadies Texas <laughs> Bock. Yeah, long name. There's a it is, a, and I'll tell you if uh, if Blair wants a uh, 
a celebrator goat returned to him that has been blessed by the Pope. We can make that happen. Sure what, is that, what does that mean? What does that mean? A celebrator bucket has been blessed by the goat. It means oh. it means absolutely nothing. Okay. The, the goat has been blessed by the pump. Oh. It, it, it means absolutely nothing, but some people seem to like it. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. playing the penny stocks while I'm doing the show, so I didn't That's listen right. to you. Uh, and then we have a St. Arnold with a extremely crooked label. Uh, maybe that's uh, part of it. Uh, St. Arnold Bach, also from Texas. Texas. Is this guy from Texas? Uh, Bebo, this guy in Texas? I believe so. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to yes. say yes. Then uh, we've we've got his Dunkel's Bach, which is... Uh, Nice labels. Lingering Lutheran. Yeah, he's in Austin. I was so confused. I didn't... I was looking everywhere for his... Austin, Texas. For his... Uh-huh. Homebrew. Uh-huh. And I couldn't... I couldn't figure... I was <laughs> right. Like, he was supposed to send homebrew. It's not right, here. Cause what this a is, dick! Right, because this is a yeah. nice uh, commercial looking... Of all the looking, important things you yeah. should put on your homebrew label, you should say that it's homebrew, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and then we've got a Weinstefaner. Uh, Dunkel's Dunkel Stark beer. All right. Uh, so just, you know, hey, somebody wants to send in beer. We'll drink it. We'll drink it. Send it to Doctor Homebrew. Care of? No, no, no. Doctor Homebrew Fine Show. I'm you, kidding. You know, I'm just joking. If you're, if you're, if you enjoy this show, I highly recommend oh, yeah. checking out Doctor Homebrew. Yeah. Checking out Bruce Strong. Definitely. Checking out the session. Checking out. Uh, is that it? Oh no, there's the sour one. Sour yeah. hour. What else we got? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The, the chef thing went away. Yeah, but you know what? There's actually an insane amount of people that still download like the 10 shows or whatever. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like it wasn't long lived, was it? No. No, but he, and he, it's not he, a slam. He, he do, no, no. But that that's was, the funny thing. Great, like yeah. we don't promote it at all. Nobody talks about it ever. This is oh, the first time anybody's like mentioned meat. it. It's the lunch meat of chef shows. And people, people download old episodes of lunch meat more. Which to me is awesome because, like, you know, I mean, that to me that's the highest compliment is if you're not if you're not producing content on highest, a show and you're not talking compliment. about a show, but people still download the content. That's awesome. It's the highest compliment that that they've become so bored that they have and they've listened to everything else and now they're just like, well, <laughs> yeah. shit, I'm desperate. If I you have read the whole that. internet, now they've come to yeah. this point. Yes. If you have trouble sleeping, download Doctor Homebrew. Yes, if you've Dr. reached Dr. the end of the internet. Yes, <laughs> Doctor right. Safe won't be addictive. <laughs> Um, uh, let's start with Porno Steve. I always like putting him on the spot first. Mm, thank you. How would you rank these things? If you can remember back, uh, <laughs> if, if your, your syphilis-addled mind <laughs> is not uh, too decrepit at this point, can you remember back to when I'm we did I'm still my prime, man. You gotta yeah, catch sure. me a couple of years later. Sure, sure we'll you are, sure you are. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Long before you realize it. All right, all right. So from best to what I didn't like. Uh-huh. Um, Celebrator first. I went That was your favorite? Favorite. Okay. Went with Corbinian second. Went with St. Arnold third. Uh, Box Slider fourth. And then, sorry, Homebrew last. All right, wait a minute. And including those wonderful descriptions of why you chose one over the other. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Or why is Celebrator first and why is the homebrew last? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, that's a better question. That's right, um, to it. right to it. Celebrator is, to me, it's the easiest one to drink out of all of them. Um, it's still flavorful. It's not... Um, Nothing jumps out that's bothersome to me. Um, Corbinian's a little bit roasty. Uh, it's, it looks like the darkest one, too. Um, St. Arnold was actually really clean. I think it's the cleanest out of all of these. Also easy to drink, but I think it might be lacking some flavor to it. <laughs> the box lighter is really chocolatey to me. Like chocolate, like grain, grainy chocolate stuff. All right. Did you answer on. my question yet? No. I, no. So the reason you didn't like the lingering Lutheran was? <clears throat> Tastes chemically. Chemically. The reason you did like the Celebrator, easy to drink. Easy to drink. Okay. Yeah, laid back, subtle right. flavors. You're done. There. You're done. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate what you do. Yeah, you're welcome. Pornographic Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, JP. Um, okay. A famous man once said, let me tell you why you're wrong. Um, you're not so, talking about Jamil, right? <laughs> never. I would never it's do not that. not famous. My dad. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm going to go, uh, the Weinstefaner is number one uh-huh. in my book. Uh-huh. Um, pretty much for the reason that Porno Steve said. I think you said it was um, chocolatey. Wait, which one is this one? The Stefaner? The, the Vine Stefaner. Yeah, did you say the Corbin? Yeah, he Corbin called Dallas? the Corbin. Corbinian yeah, as, yeah. as number two. Yeah, it's a little roasty. Corbinian Dallas multipass? Yeah, multi-pass. it's... um. To, to me, it, it, it it's it's the least damaged of all the other beers. I think there's something wrong with, with everybody, but the Vine Stefaner is, is much more rounded. So I'm, uh, that was my number one. Uh-huh. Uh, number two for me was the Box Slider from uh, Martin House. Huh. My, my huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a little light in the body. Um, a little light a, in the loafers. loafers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little too easy drinking for a Bach. I wouldn't call it a Bach, but then it's a Texas Bach. But anything called a Texas Bach, you'd expect to be like super <laughs> intense, but it's actually really light. Um, so, <laughs> but it, it's... it's um, I don't know, Bach light. I don't know. I'm surprised you, you like that. I didn't say I liked it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, St. Arnold's is the number three, again, as as in the uh, the St. Martin. And maybe it's a Texas thing. I have no idea. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Or not St. Martin, but the, the Martin house. Um, it's a little light in body. The color on both of these Texas box are really light. I don't know if they're too light for the style or not, but they're almost they're amber. It's very strange. Right. So, yeah, they are light in color. I would agree. And the St. Arnold is a, a kind of a perfumey in the um, in the hop flavor at the end of the palate there. It's like a perfumey thing that I don't like. But overall, there's no flaws in either of them. Um, I'm not super up on my block um, style guidelines, but uh, I don't think it I don't think it lands in the style necessarily. But huh. it's it's the best of the five. Um, then I would go the Celebrator. Uh huh. Um, which is very badly heat damaged and oxidized, and just it tastes like crap. Uh-huh. I've, I've had better examples of this beer. This beer is a phenomenal, 
It's amazing with the little goat hanging on the label or on the on the neck. If you get a chance, grab some. It's everywhere. Um, I was I was remarking that we get a better version of this beer than apparently they do in Texas. Um, so I didn't really like this one. And then and then finally Blair's uh, homebrew, which I think is a good recipe. It's the darkest of all the beers, which I thought was interesting. But there's definitely a chlorine thing going on. I was like, someone put Crystal 120 into a pool. It just, it's not, um, there's something there that Blair needs to address for sure. But I think the recipe is good. Mouth feels good. It tastes good. Uh, maybe a little tropical, but I don't know if that's the, the flaws or not. So that's my ranking. Thank you. <laughs> Matt. Is this thing on? I didn't rate any of them. I just wanted to drink them. Okay. <laughs> I'm here to get yeah. drunk. What was what was your favorite? Uh, I like the celebrated the most. And uh-huh. he mentioned something about pool water and crystal. And as soon as I tasted the homebrew, that's all I could taste. Yeah, I blew it. He I created totally the picture up. in my mind, and I was like, "Oh, it is." I did. I, I got a mouthful of pool JP water. JP being a dick. Not sorry. Yeah, I remember how much my kids pee in the pool, and it just ruined the entire right. experience. For me. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, and the ones in the middle just kind of get lost in the background. Okay, tasty. Yes, tasty. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, I definitely noticed the uh, the lighter colored beers uh, being good, but kind of being low in malt character, sort of lacking the sort of the what I consider to be a like a Bach flavor. But that could just be you know the style that they like to brew in Texas. They don't want to make it too big. It's. Gonna, <laughs> I mean, they want they don't want it to be like. Uh, they're not trying to compete against uh, Shinerbach. This beer is like uh, much. These beers are both much more flavorful. Are they uh, lighter than Shinerbach? It's been no, I think years. These are, these are bigger than Shinerbach. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're trying to be more tradi- You know, more of a craft uh, beer than uh, than I think Shiner would be. Mm. But I'm a big fan of the darker ones, except for the uh, Celebrator, which I think is like yeah, it shows a lot of age. So I would put that towards my end of my ranking. Let's just say it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll put a number five actually because I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask for more, another pour of that, so mm-hmm. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, fr- frankly, my uh, my favorite is uh, <laughs> chlorine water aside. I like the homebrew a lot. I'm uh, putting that right up there. I could have called that. This I couldn't. Is, this I couldn't, is why Tastecles is the I, god I got, of homebrew. I got yeah. past the, the, uh, the king of the chlorine. homebrew. I guess, yeah, maybe subject. I, maybe Protect, I, protector of I homebrew. Could be on, like, right? I look for that flavor. <laughs> the guardian of homebrew. Yeah. Thou uh, shalt not pass. He probably has okay. the fresh factor, too. You know, like. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's Blair a really is probably a very good brewer. He did that and got it here. Right. And he, he obviously, these beers are in general in pretty good shape, so he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, so and then I like the uh, the Saint Arnold after that. So uh, one would be the home, two would be the uh, Saint Arnold. They mm-hmm. did a great job. Mm-hmm. It's got the malt character, the color I'm looking for, and then uh, uh, th- three would be the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, no, I got that wrong. <laughs> the wine Stefan's my se- my second, mm-hmm. and then the Arnold's third, and then the uh, backslider box slider is four, and then. Uh, Five is the uh, old beer, the Celebrator. Okay. All right. Now, Mark, you didn't think you'd be put on the spot. You thought you could just drink, but uh, that microphone doesn't work. So you're just going to have to point. You got a bar taste. Or or you could talk. Just do sign language for the camera. (laughs) Yeah, Bev does it. Why not? Why does everyone wave that one middle finger at me? I don't quite understand what the purpose of that is. Because you're number two. (laughs) I'm number one. I'm number one. I was not prepared, but. Of course. Uh, Which one did you like best? Uh, yeah. um, the last one and the first one. So um, that would be one and two, I guess. 
the last one, one was the homebrew. The first one was the celebrator. Well, not necessarily. Oh, that's what went. That's the order went I around. I think it was this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the finest Stefaner. And the Celebrator. And the Celebrator. Number two, I think, how I did it. And uh, okay. the rest of them are just kind of, eh, I don't know. There you go. I don't know enough about them to say, but I didn't well, think they were that good. So <laughs> that, that, that was pretty good for being put on the spot. Uh, there they, you go. They did get kind of lost in the background. I think you were right. They kind of just blended together. All right. Well, you know what's going to happen here. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll tell you how all you people are so wrong. Yeah, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I will fill you in, listeners, my dear listeners, on the truth about these beers right after this. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grain Fathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand-new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. 
All right, we're back. As I promised, I'll straighten out this mess. Tangled uh, mess. Teach us. Tang- Lead us, tangled Shepherd. Mess. All right. <clears throat> Shepherd for the flock of goats, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Porno Steve's washing your feet as we as you speak. That's right. He's reaching for something. <laughs> uh, He's working his way up. All right. I would agree with those who said that the Eyinger was uh, horribly oxidized. That's the Celebrator? Uh, yes, the Eyinger okay. Celebrator, which is normally just a absolutely incredible beer. That's gorgeous. It, it starts out just so melanoid and rich that when it oxidizes, it just gets over the top into a soy saucy kind of character. Totally. So if if you're if you're tasting this at home and you get like a soy saucy character, that is too much. It's it's oxidized. It borders on that with a lot of bready and uh, toasty and all the melanoid flavor uh, when it's when it's fresher um, and it's just a, a thing of beauty. But when it falls, it falls hard. So Eyinger is is at the bottom. Painfully, I have to put the uh, the lingering Lutheran, the uh, the homebrew, uh, just above that. As people have said, it is uh, it's got a kind of a phenolic uh, chlorine kind of thing going on. I think the, the the entire thing overall, without that, is a beautiful beer. Totally, you can t- you can it, taste the recipe, right, and it's it, really good. It seems like it's well done. That's the one made that beer. one thing yeah. in there. Is is killing it right there? You get kind of that chlor- chlorphenol kind of thing going on. I don't know what what the issue was, but it's in there and it's in there it, fairly bold and and unlike the the god of homebrews, Tasticles, I cannot <laughs> uh, let that pass. Uh, next up in 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 That's our bottle over here. I want some more of that. In our march of times, uh, march of times is. Uh, <laughs> The uh, box slider. I do not care for the box slider as a bock because it is way too hoppy. This is why I was surprised you liked it, JP, because it is so hoppy. There's it is the, hoppy. The, hop, the hop profile really stands out in that and is very inappropriate for a bock. Uh, yeah, well, and also looking at the can, it's 5.6 alcohol. So I think right. I, I think like the St. Arnold, which we discovered at the break, is a spring box. These two might be my box. Yeah, even five six is just too low. I mean, you got to be right. you right. know you got you got to get up there. Uh, so what, what's one, the appropriate style guideline for that uh, ABV? Sorry, for that. Eh, it's probably like six two or something in a box. Yeah, really? Something. I thought it was six, higher than that for some reason. Six two, seven two, something like that. Okay. All right. Somebody will look it up. I'll look it up right now. Celebrator six seven. Really? God, I thought it was higher. All right, cool. Uh, then, as number two, I would put the St. Arnold. I think it's a well-made beer. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, on the lighter side of the, the Bach beer. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's it's a tweener between, like, a Maybach and a traditional Bach. And they call it Spring Bach. Uh, hey, you know, I'm I'm in there. I would, give it, I would give it the benefit of the doubt. If it was entered as a Bach, I'd give it the benefit of the doubt. If it was entered in my buck, I'd give her the benefit of the doubt. Either way, I think it's right in there. I think that's fine. Yeah. How did you deal with the, the perfuminess? I got it? more perfumey. This I got more perfumey out of the box lighter. Really? Yeah. I think you're all in a heap, dude. I think you're all twisted. What perfumey are you getting? 
I don't know. I dump. I I, I blended all mine. I don't want to. I'll open another one. Because what are we gonna do? No, the, the 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 box lighter. A lot of perfumey with the hops. A lot of hop character. Yeah, you know what? And the, I, I uh, Arnold? Sometimes I can get a perfumey thing out of out of like a like a malt perfumey kind of a deal. Well, um, you know, pills or malt. Yeah, but yeah, kind of like that. But uh, no. this. I think it's a hop. I think it's a it's it's almost uh, perfumey in a uh, tropical way, like a. Mm. underripe mango or like like a underripe orange kind of a eh. like orange zesty deal. Eh. Eh. Well, that's why it pains me so much to agree with JP <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> on the side. Corbin Dallas multi-pass. <laughs> I think that one it's a Dunkles it's a little, a little too chocolatey, a little too roasty, but it's got that rich bready malt, very similar to what the Eyinger normally has without the oxidation. Well, the Eyinger is even richer and fuller without the roasty, uh, and so normally would be the number one. Uh, but this one, I think, uh, takes it. So, shockingly, I agree with JP on that that aspect. I'm the champion. Well, I'm the bastion of the style. It should make it should make you feel good that that I agreed with you. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. that should be the the highlight of your year. When I go home to write my diary, yes, this is what it's going to say. Jamil agreed with me. I was, sure. I was so overcome. I started sweating in the middle of my back, <laughs> the middle of my box, middle of your thighs. Yeah, Turn the middle his of your box. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That really, that's really inappropriate. I don't know why. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Let's uh, take a short break. When we come back, uh, we got some uh, listener questions right after this. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge electric mash water heater, a plug-in anywhere precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Introducing Clarity Firm from White Labs, an amazing tool for pro brewers and home brewers. Clarity Firm is an endoprotease that will reduce chill haze and increase the stability of your beer and produces gluten reduced beer. Clarity Firm is easy to use. Just add it when you pitch your yeast, and Clarity Firm will do its work during fermentation. When fermentation is complete, chill haze will already have been addressed. In addition, reduce the gluten content in beers made with 
with barley and wheat with Clarity Firm. Most beers made with Clarity Firm will test below 20 parts per million, the current international standard for gluten-free. Better looking and more stable beer with the added benefit of reduced gluten so you can pour your beer for more friends and customers. Why wouldn't you use Clarity Firm? Clarity Firm from White Labs. The reasons are crystal clear. Learn more at whitelabs.com. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. JP's so fragile. No, no, no. I was just asking because I was told the exact, the literal exact opposite. <laughs> Literally, I'll, I'll send you the emails. Don't He's... give him bullets. Read out exa- write out exactly what Oh, I thought you were talking about the length of your penis. No, uh, no, I'm comfortable with that. I mean, the you know, opposite. we're on the same page there. 12 inches folded is pretty good. <laughs> you know? You know, movie. Yeah, Anac- folded, folded six times, yeah. That movie Anaconda. Right. Autobiography. Literally right. vomiting in here. Yes. Right. I love sitting here because I get to see all of Bebo's faces that she makes. Yeah, I don't want to look. Comments. She makes some good faces. <laughs> It'd be different if I just look at her once. <laughs> Tasty, both hands on the table, please. <laughs> Why don't right. I do this? No, uh, all right. So if you got some questions for the show, yes. yeah, we I'm would. suggesting you skip everybody and just send it to like uh, Jamel at the Brewing Network.com or Barack Jay, Obama at Jay, WhiteHouse.com. Jay Zanishef at uh, gmail.com. Just send them to me. I'll get them on the show. And then we'll, we'll do away with uh, everything else. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll just bring in all the questions I get to the show. That's there you I'm, go. I, I think, Sounds there good. You should. Or yeah. you can send them to Tasty. Tastically. No, 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 you don't do that. No. Tastically at uh, uh, GreekGods. Yeah, guess what my Greek network address is. Yes. You, would you like JP, to, would you like to read one of the questions? I thought you were still going. <laughs> No, Far be it for me to interrupt the, the comedic genius that's the happening. To, the total silence should have been your clue. <laughs> that it was your turn. I was thinking about my uh, and all of us staring at you. Pending haircut. <clears throat> you were like staring out the window at, at at the guy with the red beard and the flannel. He has nice. Uh, what are we in Seattle? <laughs> Dear Jamil, and wearing shorts. Shorts with his flannel. Seems like a nice guy, but yeah, I have a flannel and shorts. Shorts on. with flannel and, and, and a window. Seems like a nice guy, but really, it's a balmy seventy-six. No, he's got make flannel, up your mind. Are shorts. you cold? Are you hot? What the fuck's going on? Are you going to chop wood? And he's got like a uh, a beanie on. I'll give him some beard balm. Lumberjack. I don't know, uh, dear right. Jamil. <clears throat> thank you. Uh, thanks for helping me make better beer. Actually, excuse me. I'll read this as is. Dear Jamil, thanks helping me make better beer. I have been brewing a Pliny clone every other batch or so for the last couple of years. I am having a diacetyl diacetyl issue. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, last time I asked you this question, you said it was under pitching. So this time I brewed, I pitched a ton. It's probably over pitching now. <laughs> I pitched a ton of yeast. I don't know if it's literal or not. By my estimates, it was in the 2 million cell per milliliter ooh, per Plato ooh, range. Okay. All right. Uh, did I get that right? Two, mil, yeah, two, yeah. Mil, two million cells two mil per, per mil, mil per, per Plato. Per yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, my thought was that if I overpitch, I can back down from there. But I wanted to first make sure I get enough yeast into the fermenter. Mm-hmm. Still, this mm-hmm. batch has diacetyl too. Right. So I have a couple questions. Right. And then he, sure he proceeds to list four. 
Yes. Uh, number one, am I overly perceptive to diacetyldacetyl? <laughs> I can't tell unless I can lick your tongue. <laughs> unless I make out with you. Yes. <laughs> uh, number two, is there something that you are aware of in this beer that could be mistaken as diacetyldacetyl, such as a hop or malt flavor? He says, I use Brees Crystal 40, Rar Turo, and Carapils. I cannot taste it, so I do not know. Okay. All right. Number three, is there an under-over oxygenation issue? He says, I use 1.5 liters per minute for uh-huh. one minute in uh-huh. six gallons. Uh-huh. All right. That's not the issue. That's not the issue. Okay. Is, is, that, right. is that a good oxygenation level? Yeah. I mean, it depends on a lot of other factors like the the uh, porosity of the sintered stone that he's using. I mean, he could be doing that out of the end of a tube, and then it's not enough. He yeah, could he, be using. He might be breathing into it with a straw. Right, right. Okay. right. Um, so you don't know. So that could be. It could be fine. Is that a good no, place? No, to... no, that's that's fine. Okay, he's, that's he's fine. fine on that. He's fine on the pitching rate too. Okay. Uh, number four. How high should I raise the temperature at the end of fermentation to aid in reducing diacetyl? Mm. I fermented at sixty-eight and raised to seventy after two to three days. Mm. Seems fine. Seems rational. Yeah. So generally, we all talk about, you know, about a five degree C, uh, you know, three degree, uh, five degree F, uh, three degree C raise in temperature for diacetyl rest. Um, all right. So I, I, I thought that this question was interesting for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Because um, he, he talks about all the things that people will go through in order to sort out diacetyl. So, um, you know, pitching rate. First, I thought, you know, his rates were too low. And then, you know, he's like, well, I'm going, you know, way too high. He's like doubling the amount. But even at 2 million uh, cells per mil per Plato, you should be okay. The one thing he doesn't mention is the yeast strain. Certain yeast strains will produce, you know, copious amounts of uh, diacetyl. He does right. not mention the yeast. He mentioned right? he's making a Pliny clone. I would assume he's using Cal. Oh, yeah. that, that's going to be using yeah. 001. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, right. Let's all assume right. that. Which yes. doesn't throw diacetyl all, all that often, right? No. No. I mean, it does, but it's not that much. No, no, it's right. Rare. So, so which, which, and one of the reasons I wanted to go over this question was because uh, I think people sometimes imagine uh, diacetyl where there is none. I think it's one of those compounds where people go, oh, I taste it. It's like, I'm not that sensitive to it, but if I look for it, I can I can pick it out. And people tell me, oh, it's full of diacetyl. I'm like, I don't think so. You know, so I think he was kind of on to something where, mm-hmm. is it something else in the beer that I'm just perceiving that way? And maybe I'm missing the, you know, the actual point. And that could be. Yeah, some hop malt combo. I mean, maybe it's, right. maybe it's a little... But the creamy ing- for him, and he's perceiving right. creamy as diacetyl? Well, the ingredients there are not along the lines of, you know, tasting like diacetyl. The Crystal 40, you know, the Rar Malt. No, no, I mean, it sounds like he's the going- There's a regional brewery here that made a beer uh, where they used a, a British Crystal, and uh, I think it was uh, more of an earthy sort of hop. Uh-huh. And it just it tasted like a diacetyl bomb. Huh. And they sent it to the lab, yeah. and it was way below. BDK the threat, was like nothing. Blow the way below yeah. the uh, flavor huh. threshold. Huh. So, the other thing that sometimes people perceive that way is oxidation. So I don't want to send this guy on a wild goose chase, but I'm thinking, well, maybe you know, there's some oxidation going on when he's racking from one to the other. 
Well, uh, oxidation itself doesn't give does it give a dinosaur character? No, it doesn't. Oh, but he well, might be tasting uh, that, and right? Guess, you know that caramel, sure. You know, fake caramel sweet. Wouldn't DMS also maybe give you like a, you know, in some levels, kind of give you a false yeah. positive for a dinosaur? Well, and so, uh, he, so yeah. he's got an issue with that, right? 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 I don't. I don't think that would be the case. And, and plus, DMS in that raw malt, you know, you give it a good boil, you should be okay. So listen, but just just. Make a note. It makes he's doing a good boil and, and right, right, right. Getting a, a good reduction in volume of at least what eight percent volume uh, mm-hmm. reduction when you do a, a well, good boil. Yeah, should be fine. Uh-huh. Um, what about yeast health? Uh, when yeast right. don't have enough nutrients, they'll put off the precursor, right? Sure. Um, if you don't, if you get uh, you know not the right amount of growth, too much growth, not enough growth. You can uh, so if you can underpitch your weighted yeah. diacetyl, you can overpitch your weighted diacetyl. Right. Um, I would say you know if you're doing a diacetyl rest at the end, you know you want to you want to climb that five degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but I don't think that's the case. I think that he's um, you know on a path of I believe it's there. Or maybe somebody told him, yeah. and he's stuck on that now. And from what we can tell, he's not doing anything wrong. Right, right, so right. So then that does, I see what you're saying. It certainly is like he's perceiving it. I, w- I would say the thing to do yeah. is to involve more people, you know, more knowledgeable people and, and just, you know, do more, do more, uh, um, you know, judging, do more yeah. drinking with other people that may know it or not. Yeah. And one of the things to do, and, and maybe he's already doing this, send it out to competition and see what they say. If you, if you... Yeah are standing with somebody else and you know maybe this guy's a, a total dick and so everybody hates you and so they are <laughs> they are they want to tell you that you got diacetyl in your beer to screw you up i mean have you ever thought of that oh, i've had people uh, that were envious of your beers uh-huh and right. they would and they'd say something they'd say bad just, just all right, yeah sure. matt at three four nine strawberry lane <laughs> i don't know right so um he knows where you live now, Matt. So I think that's one of the beauties of sending your beer into competition, anonymous competition, where they don't yeah. know where it is, and let's see what they say. And if they're BJCP judges, they should know the yeah. basic off. The other thing I'd say, you know, send it to Doctor Homebrew. They'll yeah. they'll uh, you know they'll, 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 they'll go through it, and uh, you know yeah. you get you'll get For an sure. honest uh, you know three three person. Uh, uh, qualified, uh, you know, review of that. Don't mention the diacetyl. You Two know, send it, send it, send it in a under a different, different name. <laughs> yeah. and, right, guys. and and see see what happens there. You yeah. know, that might be you know uh, the thing to do there. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, you? for sure. What and about it, the uh, forced diacetyl test? That right, will right. Reassure him if he. Oh, for sure. Yeah, great right. idea. Do, do the forced diacetyl great test. The, the problem with that is. Uh, you do the forced diacetyl test. Uh, when you have those beers side by side, you're also going to get like a an oxidized caramel character. You're going to get some staling. You get heat staling. Oh yeah, you're going to age the beer. Yeah. And if you mistake the kind of sweet caramelly slickness of heat yeah. staling yeah. to diacetyl, then you're going to think it's diacetyl. Got you. Yeah. And so that's, that's another problem right yeah. there. And uh, I think that happens. Sort of comes time. back to like learning your off flavors and, and being able to know. Yeah. Yeah. How much it takes for you to get it, and how much it takes for you not to get it. Just to, uh, more off flavor training is is, yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. He closes his uh, email by saying, "Obviously, sanitation is another component, sure. but this problem right, only right, seems right. to occur with this particular beer." Right, right. So I wonder if it, I oh. wonder if 
he's brewing a beer. Maybe it's not fermenting low enough. I'd love to see his right. his, uh, his ending gravity, his final gravity, his terminal. Right. Right. Um, and maybe there's a creaminess issue that he's perceiving as diacetyl because, yeah, you know, I don't know, like a, like a, yeah, I don't know. I think I, the thing to do is to, to send us in, <clears throat> send, yeah, in. Send, send in some beer. Yeah, let's get let's the bottom of this. Send yeah. us some. All right. Yeah. I think we can solve it. Ready for All the right. next one? Uh, no. Let's take a short break. Okay. When we come back, we'll wrap up with one more question right after this. No? That was the last break? Oh, did I miss a break? Oh, Jesus. I did miss a break. I didn't write it down right here. That's okay. See, if I don't write it down, I'm screwed. That's All right. Fine, man. Ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm ready for the next <laughs> one. I'll back after that break. That was a good break. Sure, break. break. Support right. this. I had to pee my pants. This is what happens when I drink during the show. Especially box. That's, that's why it happens every show. Right. Uh, this one is from Dan. He says, Hey, Jamil. I have a question about getting the dryness in an Imperial IPA. Uh-huh. When I brew my Belgian triples or golden strongs, I always add my sugars after the boil at about days three and five in my fermentation schedule and keep the temp at about 70 degrees using a blend of Belgian yeasts. Right. So my question is, can I successfully use those techniques those techniques to get a, a 001 yeast to dry out a, a 1078 original gravity wort down to close to 1010 or less. That's from Dan. His phone number is 2198. Oh, sorry. What? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't see any, I, I'm not a, uh, I don't see any reason to add the sugar in the ferment. Uh, if you have trouble controlling the, uh, the temperature, mm-hmm. like early on in the, in the, uh, in the ferment, then I'd say, sure, because it's going to be a lot of like activity if you add the sugar right away and the user like set out and, and go after that. But if you can keep the temperature under control, then uh, I would just add it all and wherever you want to add it, the kettle or flame out, whenever you want to add the sugar. So uh, um, at the same time, if if, uh, if you feel like your yeast are starting to give out, it, it's a nice little uh, uh, gesture for, you know, throw them some uh, some sugar towards, you know, as you get into the ferment. problem is that that's necessarily going to make them able to finish the ferment, which is what he's really after is how do I get the yeast to be there at the very end to, uh, to say to, to get rid of that, uh, to get from 1014 down to 109 or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, to me, it's yeast health, pitching rate, of course. Uh, but to me, the health is the main thing. It's like uh, oxygenate, you know, at, at an appropriate level. Uh, if you feel like you're, you know, maybe your grain build isn't supporting enough natural uh, yeast nutrients, you might want to add some, especially in a case where you're, you're trying to, you're definitely trying to get it lower, so you may want to add, uh, you know, uh, a, a yeast nutrient. Uh, I say zinc is, you know, zinc's the most often th- missing the, thing out of the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing that uh, really throws people off. Right. Uh, you're not going to get that out of the green. You get all the whatever magnesium, calcium, most of that you'll need. And if your water is reasonable, you got a lot, of, a lot in there as well. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, yeast health. You should, you should be able to. Yeah. Right. I. Uh, I the the thing I question on this is, you know, what's the rest of the recipe? Is is there well, a lot of crystal malt in? Well, then what's the mash temperature and all then, that? I mean, you made it right. made a unfermentable wort, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of crystal malt, yeah. high high mash temp. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't say that he's having a problem. I guess he's just maybe curious, right? Uh, I would I would say you like should be. Is, is that a good technique to use the adding uh, sugars? I, I think it's fine. Days you know, three and five because then the 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 yeast will consume the maltose first, and you give them the simple sugars later. Yeah, and they will go drier. And generally, we recommend that for people that are having trouble getting their their beers to attenuate down. 
I enough. Mean, I, 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 it would stand to reason that if it works for your Belgians, it's going to work sure. for your Imperial IPA. Right, right, right. Yeah. Try yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, nothing nothing wrong with giving that a go, especially if he's got the technique down. Usually right. the big problem with doing this is you're throwing in, like, granulated sugar into a highly carbonate, carbon dioxide saturated solution, and it gushes out the uh, fermenter. Mm. And so you got to, like, melt that sugar down yeah. first and then add it, and then you're kind of thinning things out, and, you know, it, it could kind of... Would you pull samples since it, and then mix your granulated sugar in a sample of the wort and then pour it back in? Oh, Because you you're not worried about could. oxygenation because it's still right. fermenting, right? Right. Yeah, not an issue. Okay. It'll it'll suck it up. Um, yeah, it's it surprising how, uh, how well the yeast will consume oxygen, even... Uh, you know, when we get into our really big beers, we'll give them extra doses of oxygen, you know. A second dose. Yeah, oh, or two or three. Oh, really? And there's no oxidation character whatsoever. So, um, yeah, I would I would say, uh, you know, like JP's saying, give it a try. And Tasty's saying you should be able to make a wort that's, uh, Yeah, to go right, you know, right to the end. You should yeah. be, yeah, you should be able to get it down with, <laughs> oh, one. Yeah, look, get your main temperature down where you, right. you know, you should. That and, you know, five. Ten percent sugar in the in the boil, yeah, and that thing should ferment out to you know uh, you know ten, you know Eight, to zero six, or uh. or four or six. Yeah. Um, you sh- you should be able to get it down there without doing that. But uh, if that technique hel- helps you, I don't see anything wrong with it. Great. All right, that's all the questions. Great show. Uh, if you're listening live, stay tuned. We're going to do a show about uh, dry yeast and. Uh, all the implications of that and how you can get the most of it if you're in, like, some far-off land like New Zealand, where Casey just was. Uh, it'll be fun. Yeah? I'm down for this. And if you like this, uh, make sure to check out our fine sponsor, BrewersHardware.com. They've got all sorts of uh, great uh, stainless uh, steel and other wonderful things there to uh, upgrade your brew day. And uh, they will, uh, you know, have fun. They'll hook you up if you want to upgrade your system. Five-gallon systems to ten barrels. Con- uh, glycol-jacketed. Oh, glycol-jacketed conicals. Triclover, sanitary fittings, even ones for threaded, so you can upgrade your threaded stuff They've to triclover. They've got the G-string. They've got the uh, different sponsor, actual, but but same premise. The, the adult, they've life. got the adult DVDs. <laughs> they are fantastic. Yeah. So check them out, BrewersHardware.com. They're sponsoring the show, paying for it so you don't have to. So send Brad, Brad yes. at BrewersHardware.com yeah. uh, an email and tell them how much you appreciate it. Until then, everybody, brew strong. And often.